That was a a healthier clap than I was intending for it to be. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you really hit the sweet spot. I really did. Like it's it was one of those claps where like you don't even try and put any weight behind it. You're just kind of slowly clapping, and it just comes out way deeper than you expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, felt I good. Felt that, powerful. You know, when that clap hits so good, uh, <laughs> can we cut that out, please? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, that'll come back to haunt me someday. <laughs> Well, I, I have a quick update. A while ago, we talked about music streaming services, I think. This was a, quite a while ago. Yes. And you had mentioned that you, you mainly just use Amazon Music because you have Amazon anyway, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I, I went with that philosophy for the last couple months. I've been using YouTube Music because I have YouTube Premium. Okay. And so I figured, well, there's no reason to be, keep paying for Spotify. Uh, I, I actually did try Amazon Music when you had suggested it, but their catalog was way worse. And so, at least for, like, the things that I happened to listen to, a lot of stuff just wasn't there on the, mm-hmm. like, tier that comes with Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, so I ended up, eventually I went back to Spotify after that, and now I've been on YouTube Music for a couple months. And, like, the the catalog is good for the most part. It's a little weird. I don't really know how their music system works because I feel like any YouTube video that is marked as music can just end up in their in their music catalog, it feels like. At least that's a sensation that I get at times. I'm sure there's like mm-hmm. official recordings of some stuff, but when there is other pieces of music, like oftentimes like orchestral or concert band pieces that I want to listen to, mm-hmm. the metadata around it looks super wrong okay we're like the title and composer and the performers are all in the title and then the <laughs> album and artist are both just something the same that makes no sense and so that's kind of where my i haven't actually looked into it but so so that's kind of weird not a deal breaker but weird the deal breaker came where ever since i've started using it every once in a while I will try and ask it to shuffle music or I will like click shuffle on the on a playlist. And I have the playlist downloaded. And mm-hmm. I'm like in the car or something. And then I'll get a notification and then it, a little thing will pop up that says, "Oh, your settings only allow streaming over Wi-Fi." Oh my gosh. And I'm like, "I'm not streaming anything. It's downloaded. You say that it's downloaded." And if I go to the downloads section like i can go to things that are downloaded mm-hmm. and from there i can click shuffle all and that works but that's not what i want i have playlists for a reason and if i shuffle all then i'm getting a mix of music and like tracks from a stand-up routine that i downloaded in advance of my road trip <clears throat> like it's it's dumb so mm-hmm. uh, with that being so unreliable and, and just other weirdness about it. Like, it just it just wasn't that good. So I'm now back on Spotify in time for my road trip so that I can be confident in my music player. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I was, I was curious. I wanted to ask you if you have any, like, go-to car listening things. Either, either just to share or things that you may even suggest to me. 
I'll go through like phases of like for a few months I'll listen to something or a subset of things. I'm trying to think. I'm just gonna pull up my phone. Oh shoot! Uh, it's gonna be complicated by the fact that I undownloaded the music app because <laughs> um, I needed to do something with space on my phone uh-huh. and I needed space. Yeah. So I can't remember all the Amazon Music stuff. Like I have a few artists that I started listening to in the car recently. Okay. Often, so like if I'm listening in like my downloaded music, like that I have on my phone, not through like Amazon Music or Spotify or something, I'll often just straight shuffle everything that I have because I've done an all right job of like curating out the random crap that I don't want. Yeah. Or that like I will always skip 10 times out of 10. Um, and so most of it's like all right, like it's stuff that I enjoy. Sometimes I'll skip something because I'm not into it at that moment. Um, like if, I don't know, like some symphony or something comes on and I'm, it's right after like some metal or like punk or something. Mm-hmm. And I was really into the, the previous selection. I might skip the symphony or whatever, but I've done that pretty frequently. Um, I was listening to kind of like more metal stuff in the car for a while if you're going for like long drives, is it pretty much music only for you? Oh, I don't I don't ever have like spoken content downloaded on my devices. Mm-hmm. It's something I'm thinking about changing, but I don't I currently don't have any spoken content that I am aware of downloaded on my devices. Gotcha. Um okay. in terms of like podcasts or audiobooks or anything. But even okay, then what about if you're going for a long drive, do you does that change your music preference even if you've kind of been in the habit of listening to a certain genre of music for the last little bit? Like, do you think it would? Or do you just kind of stick with as you, with whatever you've been doing per usual? I generally try to pick something that's, like, broader or, like, wider or something. Because the stuff that I'll listen to, like, just driving around town, it's normally, like, a either a playlist or an album or something that's, like, probably an hour or two of music total. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm just driving around town, it'll take me a few days to like loop through the whole thing. But if I'm on like a long road trip, something in excess of like three hours, I'm going to be looping that thing like twice in one sitting. And so I typically for longer car drives, pick something that has more variety because then it makes something that will like, I won't complete the whole thing, or I won't have to loop it, like, twice or something. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, because I found, even doing the drive from San Diego to San Francisco, which is, you know, a, a bit of a drive. It's seven to eight hours, but not the longest that I've done. Um, when I did listen to music, I didn't really mind having repeats, because my... I have, like, a... I tend to have a sort of yearly playlist of like a smaller selection of songs that is around that like somewhere between one and two hours of playtime, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then I have, since I got Spotify, when I moved to, or when I had my internship in San Diego is when I first got Spotify. That's when I started a playlist called Road Trip, which Mm -hmm. really is just all the music that I like. Uh, It's it's pretty Mm -hmm. all over the place. Um, and that I think right now is at four, four ish hours, I think. 
I'm pretty sure. Okay. So, but I wouldn't mind playing my sort of annual one with the shorter runtime, running it through once near some at some point in the start of the drive, and then some point later. But I understand the difference there is you're only listening to music, and I am listening to music as a break from all the podcasts that I'm listening to. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is, like, some of my, like, playlists or stuff that I'll listen to around town, like, most of them are an hour to two. But, every, like, I've got a few where it's like, okay, it's like five songs. Mm-hmm. Or something. And yeah. so especially to avoid those getting drilled into my brain. Yeah. I, I got really annoyed with Spotify... I think I just switched to it a day or two ago, actually, and I was driving around, and my typical uh, approach when I'm driving is I, I don't, like, if I happen to have some audio playing, like, I'm continuing a podcast, like, I, I was listening to one I got in the car, it'll start playing by itself, but if I then want to switch to music, I'm typically asking my phone assistant to shuffle such and such playlist, right? Mm-hmm. So the other night... I was driving, and I said, hey, you know, assistant, uh, shuffle my playlist called 2021. And it said, sure, shuffling the Spotify playlist 2021 by some random person. Mm. And it was none of my music. And so then I got really annoyed. I had to manually go in, and the, like, phone interface for Spotify in a car is really obnoxious. It changed since the last time I used Spotify. Before, mm-hmm. it would let me access my library. Now, all it wants to do is give me its curated playlists. So that's a bit annoying. But yeah, it was more annoying because I couldn't tell my assistant to get me the music that I want. And so mm-hmm. I tried it again, this time on my road trip playlist. And... It failed again. It it found some other playlist called Road Trip with different music. So then I tried 2021 again just to see what would happen. And that time it found, sure, playing top summer hits of 2021. I was like, that's not what I wanted. And I tried again after that. And it said, sure, playing top girl pop 2021 or something like that. I forget exactly what it was, but it was something like that. And I was like, none of these are what I want. So then I tried to specifically say... You know, every time I said my playlist called 2021, which is the same thing that I've always done. And so the, the one time I finally tried, oh, give me the playlist 2021 by Mark Richard just to see if it would work. And it didn't. It was like, oh, I can't find that playlist. I was like, what the heck? So I, I eventually went poking around and someone just said, oh, go into the Google app and try unlinking your Spotify account and linking it back up as the default provider. And I did that, and now it works. So (laughs) So we're all good. (laughs) Just some dumb bug, and as long as it doesn't start telling me that I don't have things downloaded, I'll be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did download, on the music front, beyond what I've normally listened to, I did download a couple of longer pieces of classical music, just to kind of see how that would vibe with my brain. While driving, I can always bail out if I want to, obviously, but I figured I'd give it a shot. Mm. So, although now I'm looking at this album, I'm realizing this album might be kind of broken that I downloaded. Mm. Um, wait, what the heck? I'm like trying to. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. I guess this makes sense. 
I'm lucky. So one of the al- one of the things that I downloaded was Mahler's Symphony Number no. Two, mm-hmm. and I'm scrolling through the album, and it like one would expect when it's a five movement piece that you maybe would have five tracks, right? No, what did they do? There's 42 tracks, and so I was looking at them. I'm like, wait, are there like are all of these like duplicates? But no, there's like different subtracks inside of it but i don't know the structure of the symphony enough to know whether that's like reasonable i assume that it is reasonable but i don't know how reasonable it is mm-hmm. but no because you know they did the right thing i also did a, I also downloaded Mahler's sixth symphony which is the fun percussion one with the big hammer oh yeah that's what it's famous for is the Mahler hammer so I got that, but that one only has four tracks. Well, it has five tracks. The fifth track, can you guess what the fifth track is? So there's you know, movements one, two, three, Clapping. and four. Yep, it is just applause. Wait, is it? <laughs> oh my god, I was kidding. But... Do, you want, do you want to know what the audience or the artist is? Audience? Various artists. <laughs> I hate when that or, is No, the... I suppose that's the composer, kind of. The composer is various artists, and yeah, the performer is audience applause or something like that. Oh my gosh. Maybe. Yeah. Let's see how long of a track it is. It's only 24 seconds, so that's fine. <laughs> At least they let you skip it. It's bad. better than having 24 seconds tacked onto the end. That's kind of annoying. Yeah. That would be worse, to be yeah. honest. That's funny. I didn't notice that before. Does the sub number two have applause as well? No, it doesn't. It has 42 tracks. I don't know if it's your audience applause. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's funny. Yo, Mark. You you want to know what I just remembered? It's like a major update in my life that you probably oh don't care about. Uh, and because it's not really major, it's major to me personally. But okay, um, I mentioned this to you. I'm sure like 50 episodes ago or something. You know, okay. hot sec. Uh, but I've had this issue with my with my laptop. Uh, with because it's a Mac, and so it's a. It, one of the one of the pentalobe screws on the bottom of it had somehow just like unscrewed itself halfway. I do so kind like of remember this. Duck out past the bottom of the case or of mm-hmm. the like back plate or whatever, and it was freaking annoying. Because like I would rub my hand over it and like there'd be like this kind of vaguely not sharp but like abrasive metal bit, uh, and because they got to make these stupid BS screws. Um, like there was no way I could like screw it in because who the frick owns a pentalobe screw other than someone who specifically had to fix a freaking Mac. Mm-hmm. And so this week I became one of those people. Now I own a set of pentalobe screwdrivers or bits because I freaking screwed in the gosh darn screw and my life is so much better. Also... I unscrewed it and removed the back of my computer and noticed that I really need to go through it and clean it. Uh, (laughs) But I was kind of in a rush when I noticed that. Uh, So that is a project for another day. Fair enough. But. Well, I'm glad that you are taking care of your electronics, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I don't know if I haven't cleaned it. Once I've cleaned it, you can say I'm taking care of it. Well, at least you're acknowledging that you've said that you're going to. That's better than saying, yeah, it was really gross, but I'm definitely never going to do anything about it. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's something that maybe everyone knows. Like, oh, yeah, you got to clean your computer. But I didn't know that at all Mm -hmm. until, like, probably within the last year, I've learned that, oh, yeah, you should do that. 
But I like, think you really you're giving should do that. the world a lot of credit. If people can't figure out that they need to clean out the lint, they can't figure out that they oh, need to yeah. clean their computer. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Because it's freaking like, I haven't had my computer in that like dusty or grody of environments. Hmm? And it is like effing disgusting. Yeah, because it's moving air through it all the time. Well, no, Mark, I have a Mac. The fan doesn't run until it hits 100 degrees. Well, it runs very softly until then, <laughs> probably. Yeah. And then, man, yeah, it does run. <laughs> uh. Yeah, once once your skin's being burnt on your lap by the computer, then it starts kicking in. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how that works with, uh, so my MacBook Air, the newer one, doesn't have a fan at all. Mm. And I'm curious to see if that makes it better or worse. Like, I don't know if it's completely sealed off or not, either. So, yeah. that'll be interesting. Yeah, it will be. Because, like, I know, like, crud will still get in there, probably, right? But that's the thing. It depends, right? If it's, if it's built like a phone, then stuff can get in the ports, and you need to clean the ports. But you're not, people aren't opening up their phones worrying about dust that's inside the phone. You just worry about sh- cleaning out your port. But should they be? I don't think so. Because that's why it's, like, waterproof or water-resistant oh, to a very oh, yeah, high level. yeah, 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 But your computer's not waterproof, right? Uh, they do not advertise it as such. That would be wild if they did, though. My uh, my ThinkPad that I'm using to record this, though, it has a spill-proof keyboard. That's been a feature of them for a very long time. Ooh. It has drainage holes on the keyboard that funnels all the water uh, away from any important components. So you can spill yeah. a bunch of water on it. It's fine. Hmm. Fun fact. That's I almost cool. tested it out on an old ThinkPad that I had, but then I sold that ThinkPad to Mikhail, so I never got to test it out in person. Shucks. Yeah. Mikhail, quick, pour some water on your ThinkPad. <laughs> Maybe when he's done with it, we'll make a we'll make a whole meal out of it. Hmm? Hmm. Did what? you say a whole meal? A whole meal out of it. Are we eating it afterwards? A metaphorical meal. Ah, okay. I was gonna say. I need, you like, to just, I need you to claim that you're having a metaphor, otherwise it's, it's entrapment. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I was, I was confused for a sec. I was like, "Yo, that's not like it's not in my kids' survival book. That's not in my that's not in my dangerous book for boys under like the <laughs> the uh, emergency snack supply section. Right. Your computer or your I, think. I don't recall there being much about food in that book, other than well, okay. There was the section about how to how to skin and cook a rabbit. So yeah. there, there is that. But that's a little different. Did they also talk about squirrels or was it just rabbits? I only remember it being about rabbits, but I'm sure they said something to the effect of, this probably mostly applies to squirrels. But I don't know. I assume it's a transferable skill to some extent once you kind of know what to look for. Yeah, once you can skin and, de- and gut one <laughs> small mammal, they're yeah. all probably similar. Yep, and and for me, who has never done it, they're all similarly unattainable for me, so. I'm sure you could figure it out. Yeah, but I don't want to be in the position where I have to. Okay. Not my thing. I don't even like cleaning fish. Yeah, see, that's something that, like, I, quote-unquote, helped do as a kid, like, numerous times. Oh, yeah, I've watched my dad clean many fish, and I've probably cleaned once, one once. And that was, like, in college, I think, my dad was fine like yeah we're gonna clean some fish and then i actually kind of learned as an adult capable of learning things oh wow 
Well, we also didn't go fishing often, so. <laughs> yeah. There was not not much reason for me to learn. Yeah. So. Like, I feel like it's not that hard, but I also feel like the second I started try, I would start to try to do it, I would notice I need a YouTube video right quick. Mm-hmm. But. I agree, but luckily I don't have to do that day to day. The most uh, we do is tear apart an already cooked rotisserie chicken for use in other <laughs> meals. Yeah. I don't like dealing with raw chicken that's like pre-packaged. Like I can, it's fine. I just don't like to. It's my least favorite meat to deal with is chicken. I I agree. I hate handling raw chicken. Yeah. Do, it's, what it's, do you mean by pre-packaged? Like, oh, I just you... I just like even the stuff that is like because you can get. I don't know. I, I feel like it comes on a sliding scale. Like you can get sufficiently processed chicken so that you don't even need to worry about like weird cartilage showing up you know Mm -hmm. like you could get stuff that has various bones and stuff but you can also get like i just even like raw chicken tenders like super processed chicken like that even that's kind of annoying to deal with like Hmm? frozen breaded chicken tenders or like that's why that's why i said raw oh oh, i don't think i don't think frozen chicken tenders are raw (laughs) well if you don't handle them right they are i suppose I don't know. Maybe that's our next challenge. No. <laughs> not touching that. That's that's where I draw the line. I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. Uh, I'll do a lot of stupid things, but I'm not eating a raw frozen chicken tender. Those are not No, pre-cooked. it would be a thawed frozen chicken tender. <laughs> oh, oh, so much better. Grant has brought cornered, which is where he is right now. <laughs> Uh, by Mike Baldwin, or as it says at the top of com- of the comic, by Baldwin. Uh, I suppose he decided to omit his first name in the byline on this one. Um, and we have a nice colorful scene of a suburban uh, neighborhood, I would say. There's someone uh, behind a fence looking on to their neighbor, who is in the foreground riding what appears to be a sort of jet ski kind of situation. Except this person looks to be kneeling on it, which looks horrifying. Uh, and it looks like it is also maybe mowing their lawn, but it's really hard to tell. Uh, there's also, there's, there are wheels underneath it, and they're riding it around their lawn, and they're telling their neighbor that, uh, underneath the comic, that it is their personal lawn craft. I don't know, Mikey. I, I typically like this comic, but this this seemed to be a bit of a swing and a miss. Yeah, it's kind of a, a bit out there, which is yeah. kind of why I chose it. A bit of a dud. Maybe the 2000s were a really different time, or the year 2000. I suppose it was, yeah. but... It, it was a very different time. Yeah. Yeah, you could bring your machete on an airplane and stuff, but I don't know if that's true or not. But... I have no clue. I wouldn't be surprised if you could. I wouldn't be like, surprised if you couldn't. I know you could bring pocket knives. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about machetes. Yeah. Maybe if it was, in, as long as it was in a scabbard. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure you couldn't just, like, walk on, like, wielding a machete. <laughs> I feel like that would make any flight attendant nervous, even in 2000. Yep. Uh, anyway. No, but what I... <laughs> uh, segwaying away from machetes uh, and back towards odd, bizarre... Uh, equipment to ride around or odd odd personal transport we'll call it Mm -hmm. recently where i'm at i'm seeing a lot of 
uh, interesting personal vehicles. And I was going to I'm very curious, Mark. Are you seeing those one wheels? Oh, no, no. The, that would be a much more interesting conversation than what we're about to have. Uh, Mark, what are your thoughts on mopeds? I think they can be kind of fun. Like, have I you ridden on one before? Oh, yeah. Aaron, Aaron's family has a couple of older mopeds, like from the <gasps> 80s or 90s or something like that. A couple of Honda ones uh, up at their cabin. Okay. So, yes, I have ridden on them before. Uh, so they're fun, you know, they're, they're overpowered, like, we're not overpowered, but like, I don't know, they're just like, I, I treat them more as like in the class of an electric scooter than I treat them in the class of like a motorcycle. <laughs> um, I'm sure you can get ones that are particularly powerful. I've never ridden one of those, but you know, they're fine. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't use one as my daily driver, let's say. But I under I they they certainly have a utility in certain parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so I, I guess got. I'll specifically ask you then about what are your more specific thoughts on the possibility of using one as your daily driver? Like, what do you think of that? Or maybe oh, we'll make it controversial. What do you think of people who choose to do that? Again, I think. It depends on your situation and where you're uh-huh. at. In San Francisco, if you're someone who's choosing not to use a bike or something like that, a moped is actually perfectly reasonable because anywhere, like, you're driving around the city, like, there's not really freeway access between most of the city as the city, right? Mm-hmm. So it's so it's a lot of 25-mile-an-hour roads with stop signs or stoplights every block, like... I can bike on those streets. You could definitely get around on a moped really nicely. Uh, so for that purpose, you know, it makes sense. I think that it starts to get weirder, and I don't know if this is what you're seeing where you are, but I remember the classic athletes in Minnesota who all got mopeds. I don't know if they got mopeds or if they bought mopeds. It doesn't matter, but it was... They you all know, had them. They all had them, and there was moped parking everywhere. The campus was littered with them, and people getting off their mopeds with their, you know, nice jackets and their gopher-colored backpacks that were gifted to them by the athletic program that they were a part of. Um, mm-hmm. And they were all very sleek mopeds uh, that oh. looked like they were... Well, these ones, the most of the ones that I saw, when I say sleek, I just mean, like, they were, like you know, had like nice finishes to them. They were, they were pretty close to motorcycles in like the look of them, in my opinion. That's, that's my memory. They all seemed pretty new and pretty powerful. Um, I was never convinced that they were any safer for these people than just walking around, but I guess that's what the athletes thought or the people who gave them that thought that it was worth the hassle. I personally around that campus would find it way more, um, like inconvenient to have a moped because the parking is not as all over as a bike. You can't access as many places as you can on a bike. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't really prefer it. So uh, in that front, not a huge fan, but I can understand the utility in like an actual, like you're in a big city and you're actually sort of commuting and that's like an efficient way to do it. That makes sense. Getting around like on campus Seemed really dumb to me. 
Okay. One more one more follow-up question here. <laughs> okay. What are your thoughts on the moped and helmet versus lack of helmet situation that you have observed in your life? Well... Like, do you see people wearing helmets? Do no, you not? of course what not. What do you think they should be doing? Well, I mean, so I will admit, here's where I, where I will admit my temporary hypocrisy. Uh, the last couple days, I have been riding a bike around the city going to a puppy sitting job oh, that Aaron no. has. You naughty boy. I, I was a naughty boy. In particular, I actually rode an e-bike for the first time. Oh. Our like, city bike system ha- is through Lyft. And so you do everything through the Lyft app, which is actually really convenient. And most of the uh, bikes are just regular city bikes that you'd see in most other places. You know, they don't look particularly comfortable. They are not road bikes by any means. They are meant to be durable, and that's it. Uh, (laughs) But the e-bikes look the same, but have a pedal assist motor, and they're really fun. So I have been switching off between those, depending on which direction I'm going, because one direction is more uphill than the other. And, uh, so yeah, those few days I did not wear a helmet because I did not have one, but I still wanted to bike. Mm -hmm. However, the hypocrisy ended today because I did order a helmet the first day that I rode a bike because I decided in that moment that I really missed riding a bike and I got a like monthly, well, I think it's paid annually, but they, you know, market it to you monthly, a subscription to the lift bikes. Oh, okay. So that I get, like, unlimited non-e-bike rides of 45 minutes, which is plenty long for any bike ride that I'd be doing around the city. You can always just park in a slot. Like, all you have to do is, like, make sure that you stop in a place, and then you can just take one out right again right after if you wanted to. Um, in either case, unlimited ones of those, and you get a much cheaper rate for the e-bike so, so I signed up for that, and once I made that decision, I immediately ordered a helmet as well. So, nice. all that to be said, if you are riding a moped, you should definitely be wearing a helmet, just like you should definitely wear a helmet when you're riding a motorcycle around. Um, one could make the argument that more people should probably wear them while riding an electric scooter, but that would never happen, because <laughs> people don't really rely on those. They're much more of a happenstance, you come across them kind of a thing. Yeah. So that would never happen. But mopeds... Definitely, yes. Okay. You ain't special. Ooh, take that, Especially, world. like, what, what like, you amazes me is that, like, I mean, it, it's not amazing. Of course, this is how it works. But <laughs> in a sort of what should happen, if we're assuming that they give athletes these mopeds because they don't want them walking around and injuring their precious muscles... Or wasting their energy using them for non-athletic purposes. Um, one would imagine that they'd also require them to wear a helmet. And, like, there would be some level of repercussion for not wearing one. Like, if you're spotted by someone, you mm-hmm. know, not wearing one, that there would be some level of repercussion. It's like, look, you're not cool. Like, you just wear the helmet. Like, that's what you have to do. That's the thing. And there probably is some rider in there. Uh, agreement for how they were given this moped, but it goes largely unenforced. But at mm-hmm. least on that, like, relatively small scale, I feel like that should be something that's enforced. You know, I, I understand it's also pretty much the law, I think, for in most places that you wear a helmet while biking, but people aren't going to enforce that. 
that's just like too broad of a thing to try to enforce really mm-hmm. but like specifically these people who are have these fancy mopeds for the you know purpose of not hurting themselves to some extent uh you'd think that that would be a thing that they'd mm-hmm. care about yeah. but that, that's what i got to say okay unsurprisingly we're in agreement on the safety measures <laughs> i i haven't given my opinion yet i don't know Oh yeah, you totally don't know. Okay, Maybe here's here's my se- here's my question then. Poo poo. Here's my question then. Yes. What about people? And I'm not saying I've seen this happen, but just for the sake of argument, uh, people who uh, moped specifically. I won't even, t- I won't even get to bikes, but moped wearing non-closed toed shoes. Let's Ooh, get don't you even, on some sort of a soapbox. <laughs> don't even get me started about like anything in your life with non-closed toed shoes. Okay. Thank you. gosh i feel like such a lab mom right now because i've been talking about safety rules a lot recently in my life um and having to kind of lecture about it but like why are you wearing closed-toed shoes like okay if you at the beach like if you're in sand or gravel sand specifically we can maybe talk about it if you anywhere else or you're not going directly to sand like, what are you doing with your life? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan of open-toed shoes, like, full stop. Yep. Like, I I like non-fully enclosed shoes. Like, I love my Keens, but them be closed-toed. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't, I ain't ripping a toenail off, stubbing it on something. So, maybe I'm just, like not careful enough for open-toed shoes that's what i'm noticing as i'm talking about this because i feel like i would have injured myself (laughs) multiple times in Mm -hmm. my life um but yeah i don't know i'm also just a a big fan of like because in my life a lot like i work in labs and stuff most of the time so like i'm very used to having to wear closed-toed shoes and it being a very smart idea to be wearing closed-toed closed-toed like non-permeable shoes so not even like tennis shoes like leather shoes of some sort yep. so it's just like something that i'm used to and is just like baked into like my mind a lot these days of like oh yeah i'm leaving the house to go like do something it's like weird for me to go to the grocery store and be like oh yeah i can put on tennis shoes right now <laughs> so yeah i don't really know where i'm going with that but it's all right yeah leave it I, there. I don't get okay definitely like biking or like riding on something with open-toed shoes is just like the worst because i'm just picturing like like a little pebble gets kicked up by a vehicle in front of you or something mm-hmm. like it's not gonna be fun yep i don't know agreed people. people 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 yeah sometimes people gotta go where they're gonna go where are we gonna go grant oh we're gonna go home and away uh <laughs> By Steve uh, Sekula. So we're set in a, we're going to say a generic, uh, mostly void-like office. <laughs> uh, and this isn't like this, a white void. It's a, a red void, wi- or a, nope, not a red void, a yellow void. Like a, like you need to drink a little bit more water, yellow void. <laughs> um, and there is a 
a man at a red chair sitting in front of a computer. And there's a woman behind him with a hand on the chair speaking with him. It appears they're co-workers. Uh, and the woman says, Ugh, things are so slow at work this time of year. The man responds, Not for me. I've been doing a ton of business. Well, my shares are way off, the woman says. So are mine, says the man. I thought you've been doing a ton of business. I have. And then the man finally, after a brief pause, finishes up his statement with, I have, with the online merchants, I'm almost done with my Christmas shopping. Heyo. Got him. Or got her. (laughs) So I know you're uh, a busy guy, but I want you to... You gonna give me a Christmas list right now? No, I want you to uh, uh, remember back to a a potentially a simpler time. I I want you to divulge some of the ways that divulge? you uh, uh would not, not let's not say avoid work but you know do something else when you maybe should be doing work whether that's you know back when you were in college ways that you would procrastinate or even at work ways that you would kind of pretend to be busy ooh um yo my my like top tier uh, avoiding what I'm supposed to be doing thing from college. Okay, there's two of them. Mm-hmm. One of them is not top tier. One of them is doing laundry, like doing chores. <laughs> of like, oh yeah, I know I'm supposed to be studying or doing homework, but I don't want to, so I'm gonna do chores. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, my like, like god tier, uh, final studying avoidance maneuver <laughs> when I was taking a lot of science classes was um. Gosh, how do I even set that? So, I think I just have to explain what this is before I say it, or as I'm saying it, because it's not going to make sense otherwise. Is so there's there are space telescopes around the Earth, okay, and they take data from space for science reasons. Yep. Um, because these telescopes are sent to space, like they make them very good, and they make them like very capable and so they get a ton of data back to the point where like it's very difficult for the scientists like there's no way they could ever manually uh go through all the data on their own and so for lots of types of data they develop like computer programs to automate everything but there are certain types of things that scientists look for uh out of data from a specific telescope that is a job. It's looking for certain patterns. That's really hard to teach a computer how to do it. But surprisingly humans are quite good at it. Uh, naturally, like it's the type of type of pattern recognition that humans can do quite easily, but just like, it's super hard to teach a computer about. Um, and so they had this like citizen science thing set up where like they published the data in like a way that it's easy for people to go through it. And so you could just like go on and like sort through data and like give specific notes about the specific types of things they're looking for. And like, if you think you found the pattern, certain types of patterns that they're looking for. And so specific, like specifically what it was is, uh, identifying exoplanets from, uh, star luminosity data. Hmm. And so, 
there were certainly uh, maybe one finals week or more than one finals weeks um, where I spent a obscene amount of time looking through star data because I didn't want to study. That's excellent. That's way better than anything I would have guessed. <laughs> and and it was like, like it made me feel good. Yeah. I was like, yo, I'm doing like citizen science here. Mm-hmm. But it also was like, it was kind of relaxing and meditative. So it also like helped like keep down stress levels at the time, which is really honestly what I needed much more than studying. Yeah. Um, and it just like kind of felt silly. It's like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I know I'm like totally procrastinating right now when I was just supposed to be studying, but like, I'm okay with this. That's excellent. And I passed all those classes. So yeah. Look at you now. Don't stop. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Look at me now. Yeah, I did one of those things as part of a class in college where it was, I don't remember the exact setup, but it was basically there were a lot of uh, wildlife cameras set up all around the Serengeti and Uh they wanted you to just, you just go through pictures and identify like, here are the animals in this picture and how many are there. Yeah. As just a way to try and start cataloging populations and all that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't like stick with it, but I like that idea. Like, that's like a fun thing for me to keep in mind of, oh, I want to play on my phone. Well, why don't I play on like scientific data while, you know, zoning out at the, at the end of the night? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fun. I like that. That was awesome. Good. I'm glad. You're a, you're a positive procrastinator. I was at that time, at least. Well, fair enough. <laughs> You've turned over a new leaf and not necessarily a better one. I'm not saying... I'm not commenting on current situations. 